All right, welcome in to another podcast. This is Bucket and Boomer, brought to you by the CBJ Artillery. Before we get started, I just want to talk about our awesome sponsors at High Bank Distillery. Uh, High Bank Distillery over there in Grandview on Goodale Ave- Boulevard. Ave- I can never remember. Boulevard. Is it Boulevard? Boulevard? Yep. Right over there on Goodale Boulevard. Also have a location over in New Albany. Uh, they make all of their own spirits in-house, and then they sell it to you to put in your face hole. It is delicious stuff. Uh, highbankco.com for more info. Uh, also, we're hooking up with a new place here in town, Parlay Sportsbook. Uh, it's not a sports book yet. It's just a bar. Uh, Parlay over in the Arena District. Uh, it's a great spot for all of your – they have like 100 TVs on the wall or something like that. It's crazy. we got to go check that place out sometime, guys. I haven't been over there yet, but – I think we really got to go check it out. Uh, Parlay uh, here in downtown in the Arena District. Uh, I think that's all I had. Do you guys have any ads you want to talk about? Uh, can we put High Bank in any other holes or just our face holes? You can put High Bank in any other holes, but that is not recommended from High Bank Distillery. Yes, they, they do not recommend butt chugging, Zach. You shouldn't. Yeah, gotta ask. You should. These are the questions you have to ask. High Bank, you're going to need a warning label. Oh, man. Uh, a warning label right next to the seal of Boomer's approval. So it's we love to see it. Highbankco.com and the other thing. And shop the artillery. So, yeah, let's do the thing. Shut up and sit down. All right, guys, welcome in to another episode of Bucket and Boomer. I am your host, Bucket Hat Kyle, here with my co-host, Lil Boomer and Big Booner. Guys, how you feeling today? I'm feeling magnificent considering how many beers I drank with the Spit and Chicklets crew yesterday. My liver survived. Absolutely legendary. Zach, how you feeling over there, man? Uh, yeah, we got absolutely fucking walloped last night, and my best idea when I got home today was, you know, start drinking. Hey, what else can you do besides just put some hair on the dog, huh? You can take a lot of ibuprofen and drink a lot of water <laughs> and go be a productive human being. Uh, yeah. shave the dog. <laughs> That's fair. Just trying to shave the dog. Yeah, good luck with that. It's not quit not quitting that hair. Uh so guys, it's been I you know, I haven't hosted, like actually hosted in a, in a few weeks now. It feels kind of weird now that Boomer's been the host for what, the last month maybe, 3 weeks. For, I've just kind of missed yeah. Last four episodes. I'm gonna have to probably gonna have to change the the title around a boomer and bucket. Jeez, I mean, I've just been absent on my own shit here. But a lot of exciting things coming up on the show today. We got uh, Sir Yacht interview was uh, on the stream with us. That was a really good interview. So stick around for that uh, later in this episode. But there's tons of hockey to talk about today. Um, starting with the week that was. So that Monday Vegas Golden Knights game, three two shutout loss. Uh, seven rounds, guys. What do you think about that game of the sh- on the shootout? Seven rounds in the shootout. Well, the fact that it was seven rounds is kind of cool. The fact that we only made one shot in those seven rounds, not so cool. Yeah, it was two and one on those seven rounds. It was pretty uneventful, but the fact that it got there was nice. Yeah, and it wasn't even because it was like two goalies standing on their heads. These guys just couldn't hit the ocean from the beach. Oh, yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, I remember watching that at home, and it was – it was hard to watch. They, now, they should have truly won in the overtime. I mean, there's 
there's no reason they should not have won that game in overtime. I feel like they had the momentum even going into overtime, if I remember correctly, uh, this game. And especially doing this against one of the best teams in the league right now. You know, it's it's kind of it's it's disappointing, but to another another uh, you know what perspective, it's it's nice to see them compete with one of the top teams in the league like that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, half we, of our- we put a point out of it, and that's when you're playing the best team in the Western Conference and you walk away with a point, it's not a bad thing with the streak we were coming off of. Yeah, it's definitely great to come away with a point with on that. Half of our shootout shots looked like Eric Robinson on a breakaway. Yeah, we really missed Texier last Monday. I mean, his specialty with those shots in the shootouts was definitely missing. I forgot about Texier, honestly, until just now. Yeah, just because of the shootouts, right? I mean, that's the only reason you remembered him. Well, I mean, shootouts. He, that 99 line had a good role last year, and the fact he's been in, in the media a little bit because Yarmo went over there this weekend to visit him and see how he's doing, kind of get an update. But, yeah, when we finally went to our first short shootout of the season and, you know, Gus makes the first one, you're like, hell, yeah. And then you see the crap that they threw up there the next six rounds. You really sit back and go, Tex could have helped. So this is a pretty this is a pretty gritty game. I'm sorry. I want to go back to something real quick. I think I missed this at some point. Did you just say that Yarma went to France to visit Texier? Yeah, it was uh, all over Twitter. Yeah, France or Sweden, wherever he's playing at, he went. He made a trip over there this weekend. How long ago? Oh, was this? I missed that entirely. I don't know how I missed yeah. that. He made the trip over to Sweden. It, uh, I forget who tweeted it out, but I, uh, I think it was. Yeah, it just came out that he was taking the trip to just kind of do a quality check on him. Hell yeah, we love to hear that. Okay, I mean that's that gives me hope that we're going to see him again next season, right? I, I, I think I, we did, did. You guys talk about this already, and I missed it, or was this? No, we haven't no. talked about this yet. I no, other than just just came up him, but... uh, last week, so it came out after the last episode. Also, I'm sorry. Is it like in the show flow? I am. It is not. I just crossed my mind when we started talking about text. I forgot to put it in the show flow. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's great. I didn't know about that. So that's cool that he went to go see Texier. Um. Yeah, but going back to the Vegas game, uh, so it was Carlson, of course, scored the first goal, then Carrier, Carrier. So we're down two nothing in the first period. Uh, then Goudreau scores his eighth of the season, and Jenner scores his ninth of the season, who's leading the team in goals again. Boone Jenner is, which is for the second year in a row. Um, it, they fought back and then just couldn't get it done in overtime in the shootout. But that's really all there is else to say about that. I mean, I feel like at this point. We're kind of just going into these games expecting the worst, and if they win, cool. If not, yeah, we kind of expected them not to win, right? It's Pretty much. A, it's a great draft to do it, especially if we can end up with the top five picks. So just have fun watching development this year. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because at the end of last week's episode when we were doing our predictions, uh, we all pretty much agreed that we're probably looking at three L's this week. But I also made the comment, you know, on a week where we expect three L's, this is the kind of week where we'll come out with two W's and then an <laughs> overtime win or loss. Well, we ended up one, one, and one, so it's not three L's. Yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, so that's, I think that's all. Would you guys have anything else with that game? I don't think there was really much else to talk about there, right? Not really. Not really. I mean, PP was non-existent again. That thing seems to go up and down like the tide. It just ebbs and flows. It shows up one game and not the next. Yeah, what uh, zero for two that night, or yeah, was it zero for two? Yeah, it's we were we uh, were zero for two, but luckily we held them to zero for four. 
And it always seems like we're the team that is is losing the shoot shots on goal battle, if I'm not mistaken. Like every single game, we're we're down by ten to twelve uh, shots on goal. I, every single yeah. game, it's been out, like that. We got for a outshot. While. Yeah, we got outshot thirty six to twenty eight in that game. Yeah, so not the greatest uh, there, but hey, they they played. They I think they played well overall in that game. They're they're playing well. They're getting quality chances. I think over quantity a lot of the time. So I think that's what. A lot of that is. Um, so, yeah, then you come into Friday against Winnipeg. Uh, you go to Winnipeg. Line A's back. Uh, Elvis is technically back. Didn't start this game, but he's off IR in this game. Um, I think he was on the bench uh, for yep. this, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, they Line took a- back down to Cleveland, and uh, Corpy became – or Elvis became the backup this week. Which I think was the, was the correct move, but I think we're going to get to that here in a little bit uh, on the farm – up on our up on the farm update. Um but yeah, so that was a, that was just an overall dominant game from front to back from this entire team, uh, and it's and it's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence that it's because Line A was back in the lineup playing up there with Goudreau. But the only difference is Goudreau was on the left side, Line A was on the right side the whole night. So they they swapped them, and it seemed to have worked out for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Line A. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead Zach. Good. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, just Line A ended up pegging Winnipeg. It, it was a good night. Wow, that's a great contribution there, buddy. Pegging yeah. Winnipeg. I love it. The, the, <laughs> interesting, the interesting thing about that was when they came out in that first period, the, the first shot that Patrick Line took, he was actually on the left side. And it looked like Eric Robinson on a breakaway. I mean, it was to the moon and hit the net. But once they got back with him on the right side and the left side, Goudreau made a beautiful pass that led to a top-shelf snipe, and it's like he was zeroed in after that for at least one game. Right. Yeah, I think I think he looked great. Um, I, again, uh, uh, Goudreau looked really good. I think what he had three points in that game. Yeah, three assists, um, two primaries, and a secondary. I Goudreau is is as advertised. He's he's showing out on a not a great team right now, especially with all these injuries. And it's very impressed impressive to watch him play. And and honestly, when he's on the ice, like completely control the ice while he's there uh, and doing what he wants to do with the guys. He's now to be fair, he's got you know Boone Jenner has been playing insane these last two seasons, um, and then he's also got Line A over there. But uh, it's it's really impressive to watch and see what Goudreau is doing right now. Um, and Boone Jenner ahead. listens to the podcast, and when you tell him he's not a 1C, he starts playing like a 1C. Apparently, or when I tweet about it, I mean, it's unbelievable. He, he is now playing like a bona fide number one center. He's scoring like at will at this point. It's crazy. Yeah, he plays that that garbage zone right there in front of the net. I mean, he works for everything he gets, but these are the goals we talked about at the end of the, or the beginning of the season when we were doing our previews, and we're saying, you know, on a line with Line and Goudreau, there's – the possibility of a 30 goal season just on rebounds it's there and he's making it happen yeah for sure uh so Gubranson scored his first also as a blue jacket this night was this the game where he got in a fight am i am i off on that was there a fight or olivier was scratched as well there was no fights this tonight there was no his fight was the montreal game yeah that's right that's right this was Um, the goal where he took the shot and it ricocheted off pld and went in that's amazing. I mean, I that's poetic justice, and I couldn't ask for anything more than than our the goal. The guy who scored will score the least amount of goals in his tenure here got one off of a former Blue Jacket that we are so glad he's not here. Amazing. Couldn't wish it on a worse person. No shit. Uh, he's probably a good guy, but fuck him anyways, right? Uh, 
But one thing I want to touch on on this game is, you know, we had a 4 nothing lead, and we ended up letting one in in the third, uh, giving us a 4-1 final. But uh, we had talked about this last year. Remember when we were at the uh, Winnipeg game and it was the night we all booed PLD and we all cheered Riley Nash, and we kind of took control of that game as well. And we we've made comments about it and talked about it at the end of the game. Tex was going down for an empty netter, and then Josh Morrissey just, like, two-hand axe chops him across the shins. Oh, yeah. Going as the horn expires. Yeah. Well, that goal that Winnipeg got was after a penalty on uh, Gus Nyquist for interference where he just skates across the ice. He's not doing shit. He ain't playing hockey. And he just blasted Josh Morrissey. And then they're all, like, coming after him. He's like, what, what? I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. So – not only does Pepperidge Farm remember, but Gus remembers what happened too. Yeah, man, that was. Uh, I don't know. I I kind of am on Nyquist's side there. I don't think he saw him, you know. And I honest, I also think Morrissey dove. Like for Josh Morrissey to go down that hard from a Gus Nyquist who wasn't even <laughs> no. skating that hard. No, if dude, you watch the replay, Gus caught him right in the armpit. He knew exactly what he was doing. If you say so, he fucking deserved it either way. I mean, he yeah. truly did. He I mean, deserved it, it, it either way. It sucks that Corpy loses a shutout with the spectacular game he played. You know, he stops 37 of 38 shots. And at the end of the game, we give one up to PLD of all freaking people. And he loses his, loses his shutout. But the fact that I still think that was in the back of their minds and Gus took the opportunity when they had it because that was – blatant bullshit at the end of that game last year yeah 100 percent agree I, I don't know if did he get suspended or not even a suspension but like a five thousand dollar fine for that i think no nothing i don't think anything nothing. even happened everybody tagged it and told nhl safety to look at it but nothing ever happened that's why i'm curious to see what happens with marcus felino whenever we play uh minnesota next what happened with that remind me i know i know it was something last season right uh yeah, Cole Sillinger absolutely getting his shit rocked. No, that yeah. was Sam Bennett. It was Sam Bennett. Uh, Marcus Bellino was knee to knee on Jacob Borchek. Okay, okay, I got him mixed up. And then somebody from Minnesota just absolutely leveled fucking Warinsky the next time we played him. You know what? Keep your heads up. I mean, I don't know. I that's too that's too that's too vague, I guess. I yeah, I I think that the the hits are warranted. Now that Sam Bennett hit on Cylinder last year was one of the hardest, cleanest hits I've ever seen. So I I don't know how much I now I still think you need to respond as a team with one of your young stars like that that's getting right. hit that hard. So, but regardless, that was that hit I will never forget. That was an insane hit. Yeah, we, we also get a line, it, we get we get a lineup with Olivier and Good Branson and even Carson Meyer. If all three of them are on the ice the next time we play Florida, that shit don't happen. You notice it didn't happen when we played them this year. Yeah, we also beat them five to one. They had no room to even try shit like that. Yeah, but in a five to one game is when you start that stupid shit. And they still That's a good point. Because Olivier had already been making a name for himself a couple weeks prior. Uh, so this is another game too where they went over in the power play department. So that's over five and in, in uh, two games through last week so far. Um, that takes us into Sunday uh, versus Detroit. That's a four to two loss. Uh, from watching it, I don't think they really ever had a chance in that game to begin with. One of, the, one of the slowest starts they've had all season. Like there was no momentum. Nothing could get going. zero. And Detroit controlled the game the entire time. They had no issues controlling what was happening on the ice. So you just kind of knew 
from the get that that wasn't going to be the night for the Blue Jackets. Um, very just overall boring game, I think. Um, but Kent Johnson goes in for well, – so let me just start from the beginning. They score two in the first period. Uh, and then Marcus – and then as another – their third in the second. So they were up 3 nothing. And that was um, on a five-on-three power play after a bullshit tripping call. What was that? Remind the listeners what that call was again. The the second one that made it five-on-three, they called it tripping. And then when they show the replay, the guy, like, stepped over the stick. He didn't even step on it. He just went down. And it was the softest trip I've ever seen in my life. I remember if, I remember before uh, the Blue, a Blue Jackets player getting a high stick caught on them because um, the guy hit himself in the face with his yeah, own stick. Uh, Liam Foodie had a... Uh, Somebody had a hold of Liam Foodie's stick, and he couldn't do nothing with it. And the guy hit himself in the face with it because he was holding a stick. Well, they ended up <laughs> on that play. They called uh, a holding or interference on them, and we got a power play. That's how Bjork's going to get his goal. Yeah, Five and three yeah. was a weak ass interference, and then a bullshit tripping call. That's right. Yeah, the ref, the refereeing. I was even th- I was uh, watching that game with um Danny and I was even telling her like I feel like the refs haven't been as bad this year as I remember and then all of that shit happened and then this game happened it is my fault yeah but I mean think about it if you think back to earlier this season I I can't really remember a a ton of bad calls that have been made can you I don't know there hasn't been any that stood out to me no I mean there's been a lot of this year where me and me and Zach are up there and we're like boo that's absolutely the right call sir but boo anyway you know yeah, for sure. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So Marcus Bjork uh, in the second period scores his second goal of the season. Uh, I just want to talk about Bjork for a second. Um, the new Bjorky in town, and he has looked like he's played on this team for four or five years already. I mean, he looks so comfortable on the blue line and just so solid in what he's doing at all times. Uh, do you agree? Absolutely. One of the biggest surprises we found this year. And if it wasn't for the fact that everybody on the defense has been just annihilated, we have, may have never seen him this year. He may have been buried in Cleveland all year. But when you have five guys go down and you keep bringing guys up, and we say it all the time, when you get your opportunity, you've got to make the most of it. And this kid has damn near solidified himself a top four spot on this defense in the future. I, I think – go ahead, Zach. Oh, I was going to say, one of the biggest bright spots about that goal, too, is it's finally a power play goal this week. Uh, so we finally got some Cialis for that PP. Hell yeah. But you just want to throw a Cialis joke in there, week. huh? I, I, a little bit. That was beautiful. Uh, yeah, that is the only power play goal we had this week. So let me let me count them up here. Six, eight. They went one for eight uh, last week in, in PP goals, and Marcus Bjork is the only one to score one. We love to see it. We love to see it. We love the young guys doing shit like that. It's good. What? And here's the other thing is he's quarterback in both power plays. He's on power play one and two right now. Isn't that, I mean, yeah, that's amazing. I, I love that. A kid that. Like has nine games experience as quarterback in both power plays. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, and, go ahead. Oh, in the words of uh, Bobby Mack, the Swedish chef, Marcus Bjork, Bjork, Bjork. Yes. <laughs> uh, Bobby, Bobby Mack is an absolute magician in that booth, man. I love him up there so much. Uh, shout out to Bobby Mack, friend of the pod. Uh, goal. Uh, so Kent Johnson uh, got get, got his what? Was that his seventh? Am I wrong there? Uh, sixth. Sixth goal. Sixth. Interesting fact about that goal is to start the third period, Larson took line A off the top line and switched him with Johnson. So Johnson scored that goal on the top line. So on the we first were shift that he was on the top line. 
with Goudreau, I love it. I, I think, you know what? I, I don't think, Kent, is Kent Johnson here to be a center? I mean, he's trying to score now. He's, he's being, he's shooting he a lot played, of scoring. Is he hasn't played is he, center since development camp. Right. I, now, I've been told that he's here to be a center, and I haven't seen it, but I could definitely see him and uh, if, if he were to, if he could get that faceoff figured out, he has the passing ability to be a center. Him, Goudreau, and Line A on the same line, man, I I think, and I'll eat crow right now, I think I was 100% wrong about Kent Johnson. Uh, I, I have said that I don't think that he's going to pan out the way that we think he's going to, and he has looked so fucking solid through the last month of hockey that he's played. I am yeah. I was dead wrong about Kent Johnson. I will say the, that right now. The only weakness still in his game is he does get shoved off of a lot of pucks. He and does. I think that'll come with time, right? The, if he's going to make the move to center, he's going to have to get a gym membership. Yeah, I think he's got one. It's called the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, gym. I think, yeah, feel like he, they have a weight room. He has put on zero pounds this year. I think that that'll come with time. I really do. He, I, I do. I think that he's going to get it figured out. I think he's already figuring it out. I said this on the Artillery yeah, yeah. podcast I mean, last the, week. The but, IQ level that he has for hockey is so freaking high. The way he sees the game, like he's seeing it in slow motion. He's playing checkers while everyone else is playing chess. So the IQ, the ability, it's all there. He's just got to grow into that body. I mean, he's got the height. He's just got to bulk it up to where he can be more physical on the puck battles like a Boone Jenner. Right. You get him some muscle and some stability, a little bit more coordination when he's getting physical, not just when he's trying to make moves. And you get him a little quicker on that faceoff dot. There's no, there's no way he can't make the conversion to center in the future. But we're talking maybe next year or the year after before he's going to be able to add that all to the toolbox. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I now just think about. Remember, we went and watched him play in in Traverse City uh, at the Traverse City tournament. Remember how he was? Then he played well in that tournament, and then and then into training camp in the preseason. But just the the improvement from then to now is 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 outstanding. He looks amazing well, the, compared to what the he difference did then. the difference with Traverse City to today is in Traverse City he was playing center against kids the same age. Sure, for and sure. The yes. only the only game he really struggled at center was when they were playing Detroit because Detroit had a lot more size and they were knocking him off the puck. What do they have, so, Three, two or three or four guys that were in Traverse City that are, like, doing oh, well geez, on their NHL were, team right now? Yeah, that's Solder Bomb. He's hurt right now, but, like, he went straight from Traverse City to the starting day roster. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, we love it. And they, he was part of the biggest line, biggest forward line in NHL history this yeah. season. Yeah, that's which crazy. is – I remember sitting down there in the media pit watching that game in Traverse City and looking over at some of the Detroit guys and being like, "Are you? Is that a really one of your forwards? What?" And yeah, it's what is he six eight something like that? It's crazy. Yeah, he's six eight, and then they got Sunquist and uh, who's the other one on there? But they're like six nine, six eight, and six four. Six four is the little guy. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, yeah. uh, one one more note from that game, Zach. Did you have something? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I was gonna say during uh training camp and preseason, we got to take a look at that uh Gaudreau Johnson line A line, and it it's just bright for the future right now. I agree. I think, yeah. and I think chemistry then wasn't as good as it's going to be going forward as well. So chemistry builds with time, and that's kind of what we're seeing happening. I think. Right. We're we're definitely taking steps in the right direction. They're just little steps. Um. I'm way more optimistic now than I was what uh, three weeks ago. I was dooms doom and gloom three weeks ago, but now it's like, hey, we're we're gonna be okay in the future, right? Yeah, I've come to the realization this this season is what it is. I mean, it is. I, 
I saw people upset about the Tarasov send down, and I was like, you know, we're not winning anything this year. I know he's played well, but it, he's played okay. He's played decent, right. you know, average, well, but we're not winning anything this year, so might as well get him down there and get, get him started in Cleveland, yeah. right? Want to hear an interesting fact about Tarasov? Yeah. Because of the Elvis illness, the Corpy not being ready, then the Elvis going on IR, you know, he's only played two games in Cleveland this year. I didn't realize. He's been on the bench a lot, huh? He hasn't been there. He's been. I mean, up here with the Blue Jackets. Yeah. Yeah. He's been backing up here. He's got more starts here than he does in Cleveland. I think that's going to even out. I think Elvis is going to get healthy and and hopefully we see, we see Elvis in what tomorrow night. Hopefully we see, uh, uh, or the Elvis we know and love tomorrow night. But uh, one more note from that Detroit game. Uh, Gavi did leave the game after getting hit in the face by a puck uh, that he deflected himself. <laughs> Is that yeah, right? He, he blocked the shot with a stick, and it went straight off his stick into his face. So I missed I missed that. But he did return of, with a face shield. Was he yeah. bleeding? I don't. Oh, yeah, he was bleeding. Like, uh, there's a good chance that Paul Bizonette and Mike Grinelli were not the only spitting chicklets in the arena that night. Fair enough. Yeah, he was leaking. Uh, so before we go into the week ahead, let's skip ahead here on the show flow guys to news and notes. Um, and then we'll talk about the week coming up and then we'll get out of here. Uh, well then actually we'll, we'll do the news and notes and then we'll get into the, uh, Sir Yacht interview right after that. So, uh, stick around for that coming up. Um, news and notes, a uh, little bit of story time here, I guess. That's, uh, I didn't read the whole thing. I'm sorry. I'm just going off what you wrote here. <laughs> I'm sure there's a story in here somewhere. All oh, the spin chicklets day. Yeah. Uh, so the Jake Voracek press conference today, um, basically he came out and said that he suffered a concussion in Finland when he took the high stick. Uh, he's still dealing with symptoms uh, right now, and it's been recommended from his doctors that he does not play until further notice. So that's just kind of where we are with that, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, he seemed like he was in good spirits considering. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how many concussions you guys have had or the people listening have had, but... I have had six documented concussions in my lifetime, a combination of sports and accidents and working and being an idiot. Um, The last one I had, uh, bad, bad injury at work, had something actually come down on my head so hard that I blew out two discs in my lower back. Um, I was having problems six months after I was diagnosed. Um, I took my children to a playground one day and they were, you know, this is like, 12 13 years ago now so my youngest daughter would have been about seven eight and i got on the swing set with her at the playground and got so dizzy i almost fell off so i mean these concussions are serious especially when you start accumulating them one after the other time after time and each one it takes longer and longer to recover from and i mean honestly it was probably eight months before i was even halfway back to normal well, yeah, if you go back to the Rangers uh, with Rick Nash as well, when he played there, he got another one while he was there, and it was kind of the same situation where he still had some years left in him. But, you know, if another concussion uh, could could be not the end, but, you know, it could do some serious, like, permanent damage. So you have to really be careful right, like with that. life-altering damage. Absolutely, and that's why Rick Nash retired, I'd say, early when he was in Boston just because of uh, that. Adam and, McQuaid. Remember, we brought Adam McQuaid in for the playoff run, and he was going to be our enforcer. Yeah. What first second game? Blam! He's done. Yeah, never, he did. Never played again. He ran. I will never forget it, man. He went to go hit somebody, ran his own head into the boards. It was crazy. It was it was yeah. unbelievable. But it happens. And yeah, if you get too many of them, you start playing with your brain there, and you don't want to play with the brain, man. That's all you got at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll. 
it'll yeah. uh, create uh, long-lasting issues with like light sensitivity, uh, like crippling migraines and yeah. short-term memory issues. It's it's rough. It's serious. Uh, so yeah. there's that. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean the the good thing was anybody that saw the clips from the press conference or watched the press conference, um, he he obviously looks like a Muppet now, like he should be in part of the band. Um, <laughs> probably a bass player, if not a saxophone player. I mean, the, the hat, the beard, the white t-shirt was just magnificent. But I mean, honestly, the guy for what he's dealing with was in great spirits, taking it in stride and says, you know, there is a chance to come back, but it, it's slim and, and he knows that. And he's not retiring. He's going to try and make it back. But I mean, in all honesty, there's no reason to even see him on the ice this year. If he can get past all this and has the ability to try and come back out next year, play that last year and be done. Or if you can't retire and join the Buck and Boomer show. Yeah. Come and come and join us. I'm sure he'd love that. Right. That's just pestering him all oh, the time. Trying to get stories from him. Oh, we'd love it. We would. Yeah. He... Just come get shit faced and golf pants. with us. Yeah. I would that need sounds great. Pants. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so all the best to, to Jake and, uh, you know, we'll, we know he'll make the best decision We're I could speak for us and, and all of blue jackets fans. When we say that we're a fan of Jake Voracek have been since he got here, have been That's since he got dude. drafted here. And, uh, yeah, we, we just wish the best for him and, and his health and everything he does going forward. If, if that means coming back, then hell yeah. If not, then all the, all the best of luck to him, you know? Yeah. I mean, on a personal note, we all know, I, Went to, to a stage of depression when Savard was traded, but when they announced <laughs> that Voracek was coming back, it was like my faith in humanity was restored. Brought it all back, except you still wore that Canadiens jersey to the game yeah, a few weeks ago, but that's yeah. okay. But I've got the autographed Voracek jersey now, so we can we can support this one until he's officially done. Actually, if he is officially done, now that's just like a collector's item now. So we'll, uh, it is, I think it will be. So we'll do story time. Let's do story time after the interview here, but... Um, up on the part of news and notes, we'll do up on the farm update. Uh, just kind of give you a little update on some of the uh, players in the system, in the farm system that we'll be seeing here, hopefully in the next few years, if not sooner. Uh, one of them on the list is sooner. Um, but let's start with Jordan Dumay. Uh, just or Dumay, Dumay just scored, uh, just signed his ELC uh, with the Blue Jackets. Uh, through 25 games, 19 goals, 35 assists, 54 points, and a plus 20. Just absolutely ripping up the queue. But, but, but wait a minute. Those were the same numbers from last week when he played 24 games. He had a game with zero points this year. That's unbelievable. While well, his streak is ruined. Was he, on, he wasn't on a point streak the whole for 25 games, was he? Yes, no, he was, no. including last season. Are you, no, there was a one game he missed in between. At one point, he had like 19 or 20 game streak going, but he did miss one and then hopped right back on and then missed one at the 25th game. Boomer, is somebody breaking into your house right now? Uh, sounds like the missus is home. So, uh, <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Ahead. Low, Boomer. I'm, I'm going to mute this while you guys talk and I get these dogs under control. <laughs> uh, so the uh, another update is uh, James Malatesta. Uh, 26 games, 22 goals, uh, 12 assists, 34 points, plus 20. Uh, also signed his ELC. Um, he looks great. Luca Delbel Belus, 24 games, uh, 15 goals, 15 assists, 30 points. I mean, it. They've and those two guys have also recently signed their ELCs. Um, 
these are guys that we saw in Traverse City, Zach, and I know you've kind of been paying attention to them as well, but uh, it's got to be exciting times right now watching these uh, prospects just kill it in the leagues that they're in right now, yeah? Yeah, it's a great time, especially watching Malatesta before he went down to Traverse City, watching him skate with Marchenko and Johnson. It was just very energetic line. Yeah, absolutely. And I know uh, it's funny, too, because in, in Traverse City, Boomer met uh, Luca Delvel Belouz's uh, parents and talked to them for a while. Uh, he's, he's my personal favorite because I got to meet his dad. His dad is cool as shit. Really cool people. And, uh, like, he's he's a really down-to-earth, well-raised kid, man. I think that he'll do well once he gets up here. Well, and here's the good thing is he is a center, and he's playing center. And he started out slow, but he has heated up the last 10 games. Uh, so and yeah, he has. So the forward, the forwards look good. Now this is, you know, this is juniors and and amateur leagues. So it's it's uh it doesn't always translate, but it's a good sign. You know, it's it's better than them doing nothing in these leagues. Um, yeah, I mean the fact that we have all these prospects to talk about on this segment just shows that the the depth that we have in this pool. Yeah, we still have a few names left to go here. So uh, Denton Mateachuk, uh with 24 games, 6 goals, 21 assists, 27 points with a plus 12. Um, just crushing it. I, I don't Is he playing juniors? He's playing in Canada somewhere, no? Yes, he's playing. Uh, I cannot remember the name off the top of my head I can't head either. Right you but, said uh, Denton Matejchuk? He's yeah. on the Halifax Mooseheads with Luca Delba Blues. Uh, and yeah. also Dumay. Blues is on the Steelheads, Mississauga Steelheads. Oh, shit, but, yeah. uh, Funny thing with Jack is that plus twelve. He was a plus zero ten days ago. That's unbelievable. So his team's doing well, also. It seems like, yeah. Yeah, they're they're one of the teams. They're one of the hotter ones that's starting to heat up. Uh, and then Spozil, uh, we saw him in Traverse City as well. Was uh, also in training camp. Um, right now, through twenty five games, has four goals, thirty assists for thirty four points and a plus eleven. Uh, so he's doing well. Also, another defenseman. Um, Yerichek in Cleveland this season. Now he he did okay when he was here, right? Um, it, not the not the greatest, but clearly is very raw and needs some needs some growing up to do. Yeah, he's uh, definitely adjusting to the ice ice size up in Cleveland, for sure. So right now in Cleveland, I think these are Cleveland stats you put on here, yeah? Yes, these are Cleveland stats. Uh, three goals, seven assists, and ten points plus five. So great, good. I mean, great stats for what he's doing up there. I think. Yeah, he's approaching uh, a point a game at the AHL level. And on yeah. a team that gives up a lot of goals and scores a lot of goals. So and then we – go ahead. I was going to say, he's the only prospect on our list that's not at a point per game right now, and he's a defensive defenseman. Yes, exactly. Yeah, which – yeah. Again, this is this is amateur leagues, and, you know, you get what you get there, and there's a lot of good players and a lot of not great players. Um, but they're all – you know, they're all pretty good because they're playing in that league. But still, it doesn't always translate. Um so yeah, going going to the last two here, uh, two guys that have been in Cleveland most of the season, uh, Emil Bemstrom, um, right now is at 14 games in Cleveland, 10 goals, 9 assists, 19 points, plus 1, and he played well while he was here, I think. Yeah, um, 4 points in 7 games while he was here, 2 goals and 2 assists. So I and he and he looked he looked like his he was making the right decisions on the ice, not giving the puck away and stuff like that while he was here. Uh, did we talk about this last week? You have to refresh my memory about why he got sent down. Is was it a contract thing? Do you do you know? Yeah, I think a lot of what happened here is we're it appears we're playing rotating players. As long as they don't stay here for thirty days or play ten games, they can go back to Cleveland without being put on waivers. So there's a good chance that like Trey Trey Fix Wolanski might be the next one that goes back down when he gets above twenty days. 
and then they might now, you know, Marchenko's coming up. So somebody's probably going back down, but it seems like they're rotating to avoid waivers because the Blue Jackets hate dealing with waivers. So we're probably going to see this never ending rotation of players up and down. I'm pretty sure I saw it was fixed that went down when Marchenko came up. It was, yeah. Right. And that's because he's at like 21 days, I think. Okay. So, so that now makes he sense. Doesn't have, he doesn't have to clear waivers. He can go straight back down. So it seems like it seems like the 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 guys that make the decisions in the front office, Yarmo and JD, and probably Brad Larson is is involved in that. It, it seems like they have made the decision that they're clearly not going to win anything this year, and now they're trying. It's it's a tryout season. We're seeing who can play. We're we're seeing who can who can look good with Johnny Goudreau, who's again one. I think he's one of the best players in the league right now. I that I might be biased, but. You got to see who can play well with him in line A. I mean, that's just what it is right now, and that's why we're seeing this rotation, and it makes sense. Yeah, and it also not- protects your prospects from getting nabbed by somebody else. And everybody gets a try. Everybody gets a shot. Take advantage of it. Yeah, and at the same time, while we're seeing these this blend of players coming up and going back down, we're also seeing a decrease in ice time from Brad Larson. Which yeah, that's is a good point. Carson Meyer had what five minutes and five seconds or something like that the last uh, game. I have it right here. It's five minutes and nine seconds. Uh, earlier this season, Cole Sellinger was averaging like seven minutes a night. Other players that have came up, almost everybody's been sub ten minutes. So yeah, there are the, a few questionable Bimmer, things that are happening, right? Yeah, the Bimmers, the Fix Wolanskis, the Gonses, they were averaging between six forty two and eight thirty four. Yeah, I, I the Cole Sillinger thing is still confusing to me. I don't know what's going on there, but it's I feel like he should be playing more. Am I maybe I'm crazy or wrong or something. I don't know, but it, he's well, not it getting that. Like, it sounds like with Marchenko coming up at practice today, he was skating with Chenikov and Sillinger. Now you can't tell me with the offense that Chenikov is starting to produce this year and a guy that we're waiting to see like Marchenko, if Sillinger doesn't step up with these two guys, I mean you might have to start looking at where the problem is. Yeah, I, I, we'll see. I, I give, I would give, Salinger probably three or four more years before I even think about making a decision like that. I mean, we're still letting Foodie play at this point, and <laughs> you know what I mean. He wasn't doing shit like Salinger was when he was eighteen. So right, I, but I mean, it don't matter who they've put on the right and left side of Salinger this year. He just has not produced, whether it's six minutes or fourteen minutes. And speaking of Marchenko, uh, so 16 games, 8 goals, 11 assists, and 19 points. Uh, minus 5, the only negative rating on this list uh, in Cleveland, but was averaging 4 points per game. No, that's and a half. Power play. He had 4 power play goals. Oh, I'm sorry, 4 power play goals, uh, who just got the call up today. So this is something we've been waiting for all season to you, this point. You have definitely been waiting for this, buddy. Oh, yes. I, I've been saying this since I, I got to talk to him a little bit in Traverse City and got to really watch him play up there. Again, I know it's a small sample size, but I, I really think this guy is special. I, I think that I'm calling it right now. What we got? How many games have we played? 20, 21 games? How many games are we at? Do you know? I can find out. I think he's scoring. I think Marchenko is scoring 20 goals this season. I'm, I'm saying it right now. Hot take. Marchenko like scoring. They've played 23, so there's yeah, so there's 59 games left. Uh, I Marchenko scores 20 goals in 59 games this season. Take it to the bank right well, now. I, take it. I I think Marchenko gets his nine game sample size and gets saved back down or set back down to save his rookie status. You think so? I don't know. What is he? 24. Well, it all it, see. It all depends though. Is Marchenko going to come up here and get 
12, 14 minutes of ice time and get a chance to score those 20-plus goals? Or is he going to get five and a half, six minutes and be lucky to sniff the score sheet at all? He's 22. Yeah, that's what. So I that's something interesting. I tweeted about Marchenko coming up today, and somebody responded to me saying, well, he'll get seven minutes of ice time a night, so he's not going to do anything. And I honestly could see that happening. I could see him only getting that much time based off of what the trend has been so far this season. I yeah, think I mean, this, is, this is something we've been talking about the last few weeks is the fact that the, the distribution of ice time is so proportionately wrong. I mean, we've been force feeding minutes to our top line. They're producing, but not at a rate that deserves twice the minutes of everybody else. The only reason they're producing at a normal rate is because they're getting twice the minutes. They're playing defensive minutes. Yeah, because we can't yeah. stay in our zone. That's a that's a fair point. That that makes sense. Yeah, if you are if you're always on your heels, heels back checking and dumping the puck, you're not going to get as much ice time. It that that does. I mean, it makes sense. It you kind of get the ice time that you make for yourself. No, am I wrong there? Yeah, uh, yes and no. I mean, obviously you got to produce to earn the ice time, but sometimes it's like they're pulling the carpet out from under them before they've even got it tacked down. I mean, you got to let these kids have a legit shot before you can say they're not the guy. And six minutes a night, you know, 642, 713, 808, it's not enough time. You can't just keep force-feeding minutes to the Patrick Line line because he's Patrick Line. Because, you know, we all bitched about Bimmer when he got sent down because he only had seven points in, in eight, or eight games. What was it? Four points in seven games. Well, before Line came back from his injury this time and scored two goals at Winnipeg, he had four points in eight games. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it's it's hard. It's just so up and down right now. It's it's hard to it's hard to nail anything down except for Johnny Gaudreau is really fucking good at hockey. Yeah, I that's mean, about all this, I know right now. This team's a roller coaster, and we're just we're just riding in the front cart with Johnny Gaudreau. We go as he goes. When he's on fire, there's a shot we're gonna win. When he's playing his A minus game instead of his A plus game, we'll wait and see what happens. Just wanna just wanna put out on air too. I'm a big Jane Goudreau fan. She follows me on Twitter, and I follow her back. And we, you know, we interact every now and then. She loves it when I tweet about her son, and I love tweeting about her son. So, uh, shout out Jane Goudreau. Love it. She is a great follow on Twitter. She's definitely our new hockey mom. Love it. Yeah, I 100 agree with that. Uh, all right. Who? <laughs> who? Yeah, I don't know who, you, who even that is. Uh, all right, so moving on here, we're going to get into the Sir Yacht interview. It's a good one. You want to stick around for this. And then afterwards, uh, we'll get back into Spit and Chicklets Day at our bar, and then we'll get out of here. So stick around. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to bring in our special guest now. Uh, most of you know him as Sir Yacht, the uh, social media influencer, big on the old TikTok machine and the Twitter machine, um, and from our own Cleveland, Ohio. So uh, with that being said, Here's Sir Yacht. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. It was great. Uh, it was great meeting you at the uh, Jackets Canadians game a few weeks ago, and um, I'm looking forward to diving in on uh, whatever the hell we're going to talk about. And also, sorry yeah. that I'm wearing sunglasses. I look like a, a weird celebrity <laughs> from a Lakers game in Los Angeles. Uh, my eye is a little sore, and instead of getting memed, I just figure I put my sunglasses on. I could well, not have described that you, better myself. Yeah. yeah true, luckily yeah, was... for you, we just use the video for us. We uh we just put out audio. So oh, we okay. have faces well, for radio. Okay. Yeah. So for people <laughs> that don't know, I'm I'm uh yeah. Face for radio right now too. So I have some Hell yeah. on. Love to hear it. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, 
who are you, where are you from, and how in the hell did you get into this gig? Yeah, so my, my real name is Joey Kinsley. I, um, I've been making content since New Year's Eve 2017. That was my first ever video, and for people that uh, remember what happened on that day, it was a very historic day. The Cleveland Browns went 0-16 on December 31st, 2017. So my good yes, friend um, my good friend Tom Ramella, um, he was over watching the game with me, and I was I was so bummed. And he's like, you should make a rant on this. I'm like, no, I don't really do that. Um, and leading up to it, we've had a, we had a huge conversation just about life because, and purpose because I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was making music, and it wasn't doing well. I wasn't getting reception that I thought I was going to get. Um, he's like, maybe, maybe you're being called to do something else. He's like, I think this is like it. It could be it. I'm like, I don't know. Um, he's like, just make it. I'll film it. I'm like, all right, fine. So I made a video ranting about Hugh Jackson and what places in Lake Erie he could jump into because they went 0-16. I was trying to help him. Um, long story short, wake up the next day, January 1st, 2018. The video is on SportsCenter Snapchat and goes viral on Twitter, goes viral on there. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll start making videos and stuff like that. And it, it kind of, I just fell in love with it. It's, it's all I really wanted to do. And it snowballed into kind of this thing that I'm, I'm doing right now. So I make a lot of, you know, Cleveland and Ohio stuff, but then also some ridiculous challenge videos. And uh, it's the craziest accident that I think uh, I could have ever imagined happening. Yeah. So where did, so where did the Suriyot come from then? I mean, that's, I don't know if it, I don't know if that's something that's that's common knowledge, but is it is it from Lake Erie? Is it because of the yachts on Lake Erie? Like, is it just something that you used to do? Yeah, I mean, like if it was such a if so if I like was developing like a content name, I probably I, I liked I love this name a lot. Like, I'm really happy it was, but it was like my music name um, for making making songs and stuff like that. And then once I started making making content, it became a like entertainer name. But it's it's like always really funny because everybody just gets uh you know. Su- Apparently somebody's getting robbed outside, but um, <laughs> anyways, there are more important things to talk about right now than that. No, um, me, yeah. no, just kidding. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of merged, kind of merged both things um, into that. But yeah, I love water. I love, I, I've always lived like very close to Lake Erie and just kind of fell in love with that, that dirty body of water. But um, I love, I love everything about water. And that's kind of motivated me with like a lot of, a lot of uh, inspirations in life. What kind of music did you make before before you started doing this? So I still make music now. Just okay. put out a music video a few weeks ago. But yeah, it's like it's more so something I just love doing. And if it ever takes off, great. Any specific um, genre that you kind of like fell in love with that made you get into it? I love like making wavy, like synthy, yeah. wavy guitar pop music. I also experiment with some like punk and like some hip hop influence. Oh um, yeah. But just I, I'm I, I would say it's pretty experimental. I'm also in a group called Maui Ski Club. But yeah, just a lot of different things. It's it's so fun. I just I just love pretty much anything that's creative. I cannot paint and I cannot cook, but uh, and, and a lot of things. I can't do a lot of things, but we don't have to get into that. Fair enough. So no life skills. Who, I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned your buddy, Tom, but, uh, who else helped you really get going into this? I mean, did you take inspiration from that factory of sadness video? So that was from Mike Polk jr. Who I've had the pleasure of meeting a couple of times. And he's and a lot of guys compare us and he's uh he's a super nice guy. And he's like, I don't want anybody. Com-. He's always joking. He's like, I don't want anybody comparing you to me because I'm not, I don't want to be held responsible for your bullshit. But he's like saying in the most like sarcastic tone, um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely like was some inspiration for me, kind of growing up for sure. Um, but I don't, I don't know. There's, I mean, I feel like it was just there were so many people like in the Cleveland community and like sports community in Ohio that like really just 
shared my stuff like uh chris mcneil uh reflog 18 was one of the huge people like retweeted my first ever video that really like pushed it out um but i really developed like a network of people that enjoyed my content enjoyed the browns and then maybe were making content as well and i I just can't i don't know if i can just equate it to one person like i wouldn't be here if like x person wouldn't have shared one video that snowballed into that and like other people have like supported me like there's been so many people along the way fans or whatever you want to call them followers that would just like have been just have given me this career. Like I, I, I've been full-time for almost two years in content, about a year and a half because of the amazing people on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, wherever, Facebook that have given me this platform. So it's, it's so crazy along the way just to kind of see that develop. So, so do your followers have a nickname? Are they the yacht club or have you came up with anything like that yet? Yeah. So it's a, it's a, con, it's a combination of the yacht club. And then I also call them ship heads. Um, <laughs> and some people like that better, but also like the yacht club is like a very like, it's just a very common like phrase. Um, but I, I get a mix of both for sure. Um, but it's, it's, I, I try to prioritize that. Like it's, this isn't me this is a we thing, like a community of people for that sure. are trying to build something really special. And I'm hoping that we, we can continue to do that. Yeah. Our, our followers are the little boomers. So we, the, the, the boomer in, in Columbus is, is a phallic joke. So it's, it's kind of fun. <laughs> just the little penises running around. We love it. Uh, hey, that's, how I, too, that's yeah. how I got my name. As it started off as a joke through the artillery with the followers being called little boomers. Yes. And, and the CEO Jordan one day said somebody needed to change their at to little boomer. <laughs> so I did. And it's become nice. a cartoon character that 90% of the people at CBJ games don't even know my real name. No, yeah, I know most people don't know my name at all too, which is really fun. I don't really ever hear like Joey or my name unless my mom's calling me and she's uh, mad at me or something like that. I hear <laughs> Joseph sometimes, but hey, you got one more little booner, boomer on the show, so happy to be a little penis on the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fair. Hey, we love it, sir. Yacht with the little boomer. Hell yeah! And we're here Can telling we... the truth out here too. We don't even have to. We'll lie quote here, you on so. that. Absolutely. We're gonna quote yeah. you on that on the promo tweet for sure. Just that's clip it. Just clip that part right now. All right, that's clipped. In. Absolutely. Booner, yeah. Booner clip that shit. Let's do it. Uh, Let's do so it. is there ever a time where you've been doing a, a skit for, for your cha- for all your channels and it's went wrong, like getting arrested or, or kind of getting run off of a place or something like that? What's the worst horror story you have for us? I don't know if I have anything like that because I think I've just developed it to the point where people know I'm a – like a crazy person. Um, I'll, I'll never really try to take it across the line. I will say though, um, three years ago, around this time, actually three years ago, I made a fake bro- boxing promo, um, like a, a pretty like well-produced video that my videographer, uh, Bill Schultz has like great equipment and stuff like that. We went to a title boxing club. I made a fake boxing promo to fight Jake Paul. And it was so realistic. He never responded because he was training for like a fight, like, but it was so realistic that Logan Paul saw it and he was coming back to Cleveland anyway for Christmas and wanted to spar me and make content around that. And I was shitting my pants because I never thought Jake would see it. And now Logan is now he thinks I'm like this like real boxer. And I'm like, Oh my God. He's like, we should do it if you want your 15 seconds of fame. And I'm like, kind of sounds cool. Like it would be great content, but also like I could get a concussion and die. Yeah, but like, I don't how know. much money, how much money are, is, is worth a concussion? You know I mean? You're going to no, get paid and, for this. And he's, and he's, I mean, that's when I just started boxing too. Not that I'm like this, like formidable boxer, but I box three or four times a week for 
for uh, fitness cardio. Um, but he's a big dude. He's jacked. And oh, yeah. Yeah. it was so funny because literally like a year removed from that, like he's fighting like Floyd Mayweather. I'm like telling like everybody, I'm like, I'm one <laughs> fight away from Floyd Mayweather. Like I was so close, but um, he ended up backing out because, um, because I was, he was very scared of me. No, he ended up backing out because he didn't want to be seen as a bully. He was like working on his like reputation, which I completely understand. Um, but I was like, damn, I was like this close to like, to like doing that. But I'm, I'm pretty thankful that it, uh, it didn't happen. Worth your health for that's, sure. That's funny because that's when I first found you on social media. Oh was my when God. you oh, were, yeah, when yeah. you were going back and forth with the Paul brothers. That's how I originally found you. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, so all these skits and all these videos and everything, and now you're getting invited to different functions and you know we see you at football games whether it's ohio state or iowa where did the waldo suit come from brother <laughs> yeah it's funny so um i went to a uh you know don't cancel me here but it was the cleveland indians back in 2019 so i'm gonna say cleveland I still indians. Call them the indians just to be historically uh factual um so a long time ago they were, they were called the indians and i went to a game um and uh if you're <laughs> there you go there's the there's the Wahoo right there. I still got some Wahoo stuff downstairs as well. Um, not going to complain about the Guardians though because they did really really well in their first season. So happy yeah, for that. Fair enough. Yeah, um, but opens. they, uh, anyways. Long story short, if you if you ever been to a progressive field, you know that during the season the attendance is very very low, uh, and there's not a lot of people. Sometimes during day games or like week weekday games, like whatever in the evening that go. So I was like. I got a Waldo costume. We dressed up as Waldo. Like people play where's Waldo in like a book. Be kind of funny to maybe do that and just see what happens. And uh, Francisco Lindor found me in the outfield. They talked about me on the broadcast multiple times. The Indians tweeted about me. Um, so that became a thing that me and my girlfriend just like she had a Waldo costume as well that I got her. So she like would come with me and do it um, when she lived in Cleveland. And you know we'd have like you know we did like for four or five games and then it kind of just expanded to any sporting event or concert or whatever that I go to. Like I even went to Logan Paul's like first ever live podcast show earlier this year in Columbus as Waldo. So he like, anyways, long story short, like everywhere like that, I just, I just go. And now I'm just like, shit, like I kind of want to wear other stuff. Like I, I, I have a washer and stuff like that, but it's getting kind of sketchy sometimes. I'm like, I, uh, Maybe we found you immediately. So it works. Yeah. Like we found you immediately at the, at the uh, blue jackets game while you were there and it works. So, you know, well, don't, don't stop too. doing it. No, I appreciate it. It's funny too. Cause I, um, I used to work for you betcha out in North Dakota until like February this year. So I was like doing the same thing content wise, just for a different company. Um, and they would send me out to a bunch of college and NFL games across the country. And if I was just like, it, it, like a regular guy that wasn't wearing anything, you know, it, it would, you know, no one would seem anything of me, which right. is fine. They don't, they don't have to, but what's super cool is that everybody for the most part, like loves Waldo. And uh, it's like a character you grew up with. It's nostalgic and stuff like that. So I always like, it's a oh, way yeah. for me yeah. to like talk to people and uh, just kind of learn about people. And I think it's, um, it like breaks like a, a barrier that maybe like you wouldn't go up to a person and talk to them, but because very approachable, Waldo, very approachable. Yeah. It makes yes. you kind of like approachable, which I think is like yeah. the coolest thing ever in the conversations I have. Um, so when I went down to Columbus and did that, like, it was just, uh, it was so fun. You, f you forget, you get in this bubble in Cleveland and all the sports. You're like, oh yeah, I'm like a blue jackets fan as well. I root for the Buckeyes. I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to like submerge my, my Ohio fandom. And I'm like, I need to, I need to go down to Columbus and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it's, it's always a fun thing to do for sure. 
So speaking of uh, going back, speaking of the Blue Jackets, you re- released recently at a game. That's where we met you, uh, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, what what was it like? There's that wasn't your first time at Nationwide Arena, right? I mean, you've been down before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. I've I've been a I've been a good amount of games. I used to go okay. to Ohio Wesleyan, so oh, um, yeah, down yeah, in yeah. Delaware. So yeah, when um when I was there, I you know that was something you, you do all the time is go down to Columbus and that the the games are just so fun. Like I just there's nothing better than like I think in terms of like seeing a sporting venue live. I honestly don't know if there's anything better than the hockey. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on a hockey podcast, but um, it's just so fun. Like it's what else can you go see like two people fighting? And then the only thing that happens after is everybody slaps their sticks on the ground. They go into a penalty. <laughs> right. Right. You were there yeah, for the, he you was there be for Branson's first fight where Branson just ragdolls that dude. Oh, you'd, yeah. be, you'd be in prison in any other sport. But in that one, it's like, all right, just you know what? Go sit in that fucking box for five minutes and then come back and think about what you did right. while everybody slaps their stick and congrats. I think it's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. It's just like, what a what a sport. It's so fun. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. Me personally, I mean, I've been to about every live sporting event there is. And now I prefer baseball live than I do to on TV. A live baseball game is great because you don't realize sure. how small the field is in real life. Now, football and basketball. I'd rather watch it on TV. HDTV ruined live football and basketball for me. But with hockey, there's so much stuff happening behind what the camera's catching mm-hmm. that, like, when they're watching them rush the puck down the ice and try and score a goal, like you said, there's two guys back there still fighting. There's somebody yelling at the referee. There's just a pile up. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. What are your, so, whole, yeah, so, go ahead. Go ahead, Boomer. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, with the whole Cleveland experience and getting into a little bit more hockey, I saw on social media that the Monsters actually invited you up to the arena and let you on the ice. Tell us about that day. Yes, yeah, so this will be a um, this will be a bucket and boomer exclusive. So we're putting out something uh, later this week. So that the the Cleveland Monsters have a teddy bear toss, an annual teddy bear toss. Um, this one will be December eighteenth, um, which I think is next Sunday. Um, so I'm going to be dressed up as a bullseye in hopes that I get hit by as many people as possible, many teddy bears as possible. And then hopefully like there'll be some like uh, incentive, like a dollar per hit or something. So that we get more donations towards charity. So what's super cool about that is we, uh, the monsters invited us to like do like a training montage, for, like a longer YouTube video. We are also putting together and it just like get me on the ice and see if like I can actually skate or not. Cause I used to skate all the time. <laughs> When I was a kid, I was pretty good at it, but then they asked me to skate backwards and I quit instead of uh, trying. Yeah. That'll do, so it. do yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm uh, I'm done. But uh, yeah. we did a lot of fun stuff there. We got um, a few of the players uh, were a part of some of the stuff we did, and we like, I got into like a professional hockey fight. Like I bumped into one person, and then I got like shoved down, and they like all pretended to like kick my ass. Can you tell uh, us with who was it? With Bill Sweezy? Uh, it might've been with Bill Sweezy. I actually didn't get the names of the people that were there. Uh, just because I, I, I actually, here's the thing. Yes, I did. I got the names, but I was so like, just like, holy shit. Like, They're I, I can't, no I'm, well, I'm like skating <laughs> like this and I'm like, hi, it's like, nice to meet you. Please don't beat me up. I'm like, it's like one of those things where you hear the name and it just like goes over your head. So I apologize, yeah, sure. but I can, I can get that information to you. Uh, just not right now, but yeah, it was, it was fun. They're so fun to work with too. And the blue jackets, um, have been fun to you know kind of communicate with as well yeah um 
Yeah, for sure. Buck and Boomer exclusive. Clip that one too, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clip it next to next it. to the little penis one. Next to right. Actually, don't do it next to it. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah, let's definitely that space be... that one out. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. actually probably for the best. We don't need that's anything coming a, up. I'm saying that out loud. That was a pretty bad decision. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> definitely, definitely forward us that when you're ready. We'll drop it on all of our socials as well, so the hockey Appreciate community that. will see it. So, but. so you're a big you're a you're a big football guy, right? You're a big Cleveland Browns guy. You um. You, you've been to every game this season? Have you been to all the Browns home games this year? I think all but like one or two. I, I went to um, the game in Detroit as well. I'll be down at the game okay. in Cincinnati this weekend. Um, so that so the last time the Browns played the Bengals, obviously it was not a good time for the Bengals. I'm a Bengals fan personally. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts right now on everything that's happening uh, in that division? I just want to hear your football thoughts here a little bit. Talk a little shop. Because, I mean, hey, the Bengals – handled the the Chiefs yesterday and the Browns won as well but I just want to hear kind of what you think is happening yeah it's like division. It, it's like the ultimate game of rock paper scissors because like the Bengals haven't lost to the Chiefs in like decades three like, straight like the yeah. 70s well they've won six straight oh it's six, straight. six I missed... straight I missed yeah it the goes back three to like three points oh, you know, they've won three this year against them but like in terms of their ultimate like historic like record they haven't lost them since like the 80s or something like that it's, <laughs> that's it's gone crazy on. so it's funny because the Bengals own the chiefs the chiefs own the browns and then the browns have been uh, on a winning streak against the Bengals. so it's like the ultimate game of rock paper scissors going on right here so the way i see it is that the browns now hear me out the browns win this game in cincinnati but the Bengals go to the Super Bowl because that's just what happens. So right. I feel like that's a pretty good trade. Um, you know, everybody's <laughs> like, people like the Browns, like or they keep being the Bengals. I'm like, you guys went to the Super Bowl. I'd much rather have that. You could let us right. have a little moral victories because that's what we're used to. Um, I don't know. It's it's it doesn't make any sense because I Watson like just came back and he looked terrible. They won in spite of him against the worst team in, in the, yeah, the um, two defensive touchdowns and a special teams touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, aside from all that, we don't even have to get into all like the political stuff that is that is with Deshaun Watson going in, but him going right. there, being inexperienced, all that stuff. I find it hard to believe that they will win, but they've they just won with Jacoby Brissett in them, and then but it's like then like the Bengals are like okay for some reason we, we're the only team in NFL history that cannot figure out the Browns right now. Joe Burrow can't, but we can then go beat the Chiefs and all these other teams and then go to the Super Bowl. So. It doesn't make any sense. Who who knows what is going to happen, um, but I'll be down there. And it's it's I, it's always fun because it's like the Battle of Ohio. Like if, right. I, I would never go to a game in Baltimore um, or a game in I'm, Pittsburgh just because like I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get my ass kicked or not. I'm probably I went to the there, game. Yeah. I went to the game last year in Cincinnati and like, I feel like there's like some camaraderie there. Like it's definitely like a rivalry. Like I don't want the Bengals to win. You don't want the Browns to win, but I feel like it's we a all better game to go to. Yeah. We all yeah, yeah. One thing we can agree yeah. On. I think that's yeah. what it is. I, I really do. Like, Oh, you hate the Steelers. Me too. Fuck those guys. Let's be friends. Yeah. So that's basically Kyle, it. Yeah. If it uh, makes you feel any better, if you listen to one of his more recent TikToks, Cincinnati is no longer part of Kentucky. It's a part of Michigan due to the loss. Oh yeah, yeah. So I wagered Cincinnati. So I wagered Cincinnati in the Ohio State loss. I don't know really if I have that authority, um, but they are, as far as I'm concerned, they might not be. Uh, they might not be a part of Kentucky anymore. I apologize. Uh, we love to hear. That's okay. They shouldn't be because they're not. But then people but... always come up to me. They're like, "Why do you hate Cincinnati?" I'm like, "I don't. I love Cincinnati. It's just a joke because the Browns and Bengals play. That's the only thing I really say. I like to say I love Cincinnati. I love Skyline Chili. I am a proponent of skyline chili 
I love Cincinnati. I love all really? the places in, in Ohio. Oh yeah. I grew up on skyline chili. It's Hell fantastic. Yeah. The oh, only delicious. bad thing, bad thing, quote unquote, I say about Cincinnati is that it is in Kentucky because the airport's in Kentucky when any competent person obviously would know Cincinnati's in Ohio, but That's then fair. it's just like a thing I say. So it is the airport. The airport is in Kentucky. So I mean, part of it, I guess is in, you know, part of it's there. So it's not wrong. I mean, it's wrong. It's definitely wrong, but it's okay. It's, uh, but I'm like, I don't know. I love, I love, I love Cincinnati. I think the bar scene's great. Like I just, oh, it's yeah. a great city, a lot of culture. Beautiful so, city. I agree. I just wanted to clear it up too. So if we want to clip that, maybe that's in between like the, so like little penis, clear the air and then charity. That way it's like not a weird transition right. from like little. And then know, right in between that, we'll charity. put, we'll put Sir Yacht admits he likes Cincinnati more than Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We could, cause you can like cut it up where it's like, sir. Yeah. Love. Yeah, exactly. I can. Cincinnati I'll do that Portland. post. Yeah, we'll see. Because I would never at... say. I would never say I love Cincinnati more than Cleveland. You're never going to get me in a clip in a row saying I love Cincinnati more than Cleveland. So you're just never going to get that. So you might as well try to edit it. Here's. I didn't here's just give the it to big you. Big question time. though. Here is the big question, Joe. You love Skyline Chili. Yeah. You love hockey. You love Ohio. Are you a fan of the Chili Chant or are you anti Chili Chant? What is the chili chant? I would I, I want... when we score three goals at home on the third goal, instead of doing the cannon and the song, they yeah. do the cannon and then we have a da-da-da-da-da chili and you get a free cup of chili from roosters the next day. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. I, I'm a fan of that. Yeah. It kind of ruins the celebration though. Like you're scoring goals, not scoring chili. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it seems it does seem interesting to be like instead of like going like whoa oh 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 it's yeah, like it's, just like yeah, it seems it seems yeah. interesting. Like it's a chili chat. It doesn't make any sense. It's not it's not some, a goal celebration, it's a promotion. Right. We, Give me a break. Sometimes you love the chili cool, chat, Kyle. But then you get into situations where like Kent Johnson's very first NHL goal was the third goal of the night. So Kent Johnson's memory of his first NHL goal was going to be smack, net, horn, cannon, da 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 da, chili. I think yeah. right. Whoa, 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 <laughs> No, none of the whoa, whoa, whoa. So that is that is a little difficult. I could see that being being an issue. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I like chili, so I like I, I like chili. So I feel like that's not a it's not a punishment. I think we're right. I, I, I could see sound as pro chili chant. Yeah, and I'm not to not to be and I'm not trying to get political or anything like that, but I do see both sides. You know, you know, we're trying to be <laughs> we're trying to unify here. We're trying to unify. I love it's it. Man, I love it. Bring it bring the, the people, people together. You know what? You're yes. right. I think I see your side of it. I'm okay with the chili chant now. Thank you. Uh by the way, go buy our shirts on shoptheartillery.com, the anti chili chant shirts, please. Shoptheartillery.com. Uh, anti chili chant. Unrelated shirts. that by the way, buy the merch. Yeah, not related at all. That. Correct. Yeah. Gotta boycott them. No chili well, speaking sure. of you wagering yes. the existence of Cincinnati, um, tell us about that three-day trip you took that led to that whole wager. Yeah, bucks, bucks, bucks. So I, uh, I was whatever reason I just like kind of noticed that the Cavs were playing in Milwaukee. I'm like, okay, the Bucks, and then I'm, I do a lot of like word, uh, similar words, phrases, stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well, the Ohio State Buckeyes are playing too. I got to be worried for that this weekend. I'm like, okay, the Browns play the Buccaneers. I'm like, wait, that's like three teams that are called like the Bucks. Like people say go Bucks for all of them. And I'm like, and my teams are like either that team or they're playing those teams. I'm like, I could be like one of the only people ever that like go to like three Bucks games in three days. Dumbest idea ever. Just so stupid. But like, <laughs> that's a lot that's of traveling. I, yeah, well, it's crazy. So we went um, the morning of pretty 
I wouldn't say pretty early, but like early enough, like 7 a.m. to get to like Milwaukee. We stopped in Chicago for a bit and uh, went to the Bucks game. I got an hour of sleep, then drove down from Milwaukee to Columbus. It was like seven hours, eight hours and got to the Ohio State. I got actually did the game on time, but like we woke up at like two after like sleeping for an hour. Then I come back up on, on 71, almost fall asleep at the wheel a few times. I'm like, all right, I got to stop. Stopped at a couple truck stops and then I uh, uh, got some good sleep like the next day. Um, but yeah, three Bucks games in three days. Uh, I was I was labeled a curse. I think I'm banned from Ohio Stadium. Uh, they, the uh, all lost losses. So bad. No, the th- thankfully, thankfully the Browns won. Uh, okay, the Browns okay. Out no T for us. Yeah. Yeah, but the the Bucks themselves went one and two. Um, the only win being the Milwaukee Bucks. So I don't know. I'm not a curse anymore that much. Um, but yeah, I was getting pretty. Uh, I was getting pretty heated there. A lot of people were calling me out for kind of ruining, uh, ruining the sports around here. So I'm glad the thing. Never have thought in a million years the Cleveland Browns would be the one to turn things around. But here we are. So me and Mike Neff had this conversation last week. We're like, <laughs> all of our teams just let us down, and of all teams, the Browns were the one to pick us back up at the end. Yeah, I Love mean, as everybody expected. Yeah, yeah, as everyone expected. Yeah, they're always there just when you need them. Uh, <laughs> so right before we let you go here. Um, I know you work with Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Food Bank and charities and, and everything like that. Is there any anything you want to plug now to, to kind of get the awareness out there? Something we can help you promote? Yeah, plug I that new that... song. I saw that on YouTube or on YouTube and TikTok. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so I got a song. I make music and I have a new song called "Somebody to Love." It's like I, I made it in the style of like a like a early two thousands like punk theme song, like Hell sitcom yeah. theme song. So that was the exact inspiration for it. Maybe one day a, th- a TV show can pick it up. That's my dream. But um, yeah, uh, like you're saying with the Cleveland food bank, I'm, I'm doing this thing for the holidays where um, I got to pin it to my, um, I got to pin it to my socials. Cause I, we've done the, uh, we're interviewing every Cleveland Browns quarterback since 1999 or trying to. So we interviewed Tim couch. We're uh May or may not be going down next week to interview the second one. Um, another exclusive here, but um, just kind of giving everything away at this point. Wow! But so, so what we're doing for the Cleveland Food Bank is we are. I'm trying to like incentivize people to donate more. So five hundred dollars. I jumped in Lake Erie and it was cold. thousand dollars. I think we're a little under a thousand. Once it gets to a thousand, I'll eat a ghost pepper. Eventually, I'll get a mohawk. Eventually, I'll bear crawl five miles, which I didn't realize how long fair five miles is, but I guess it's a long time to bear crawl, so I'm probably going to die. Uh, but that's okay. I'll shave my head at some point. So I'll, I'll have to like get that up again and retweet it. But yeah, we're try- I'm just trying to incentivize people maybe to just do a little good and donate a little more for the food bank. It does a great job for the area. And I was looking at the schedule, Kyle. Uh, December 18th, no Blue Jackets game. We might have to take a trip to Cleveland and throw teddy bears at Sir Yacht. Hey, that'd be fun, huh? Bricks, uh, pillows. Yeah, bricks, pillows, rocks. Bricks yeah, they didn't specify pillows. just teddy bears, but that's the thing too. Is like, what if somebody hits me with a fucking rock? Ouch! Die. Yeah, that would not be cool. I don't know. I mean, I might throw my shoe if we go. I, we'll see. I'll wear that's my steel toes. I might, I might sniff it. I didn't say that, by the way. <laughs> Good chance or we like hit with a rock. It might be from Cincinnati. <laughs> or like the crowd in New Jersey and get hit with a chicken finger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, or squid, something like that. Who knows? Anything could happen. So as long as it's going to a good cause, just I mean, don't kill me. But like, yeah, you know, teddy bears are fine. Teddy bears are great. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's here... always that's always the funnest game of the year too. When that first goal goes in, that place just goes bananas. Yeah. So what happens it's... if they get shut out? I mean, come on. I got oh, prepared, I but what happens if they get shut I out? Think, I think I think it happened like... one year. It happened one year. Nobody scored a goal. 
So somebody started a fight at the end, and that was the trigger for the teddy bears. <laughs> That's perfect. Someone started, started a fight? Yes, somebody. They had a teddy bear toss. I don't think it was in Cleveland, but someone else did a teddy bear toss. And it was a zero Hershey does game. it, too. And See, that Hershey may have been Hershey. So since they were inside like a minute, these two guys like started the fight. And then everybody just threw the teddy bears, and they just stopped, and nobody got a penalty or nothing. It was great. So that, that's that's why hockey is just the best. It's so different. Like what other that that would never happen in any other like vicinity. Like that's just yeah, that's so not crazy happening that. in football. That if hey, that in baseball, they're ejecting everybody. For charity. We're gonna get in a fight for charity. Right. Like, it's like what? That's why? so crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, so that is incredible. I mean, that would be cool, but like obviously it'd be more, it would be better if it was a goal. I know that I know that in, in years when it hasn't happened right away, I think they just do it like at the end of a period or something like that. But it's just so much better when like there's a goal. Well, yeah, everybody the, the, the way the monsters are playing this year, I mean, they're scoring a lot of goals, they're giving up a lot of goals. There's gonna be a goal scored. Well, I, I when I went to the Blue Jackets game, it was funny because I was they're like I, I was coming up with something I could do like during the game, just like make some constant around and be fun. I, I was like, all right, I'll have a 10 bit for every save that Cor- Corpy Salas has. And, uh, and they were like, well, th- cause it was originally like goals and stuff like that. And they're like, well, it probably shouldn't be sent around goals. It might be like a low scoring game for the jackets. The game almost was seven to four ended up being six to four. I was like, fuck, maybe I should have done like a, like a goal thing. Like, and everybody's like, you need to come down here more and like go to games. I'm like, I know, like I need to get down there. Apparently it's, Apparently, I'm not a curse for the Jackets, just Cleveland sports, but that's okay. Yeah, you know. hey, come hang out at our bar with us. Come be a regular. It's a lot of fun. That sounds yeah, fun. Next, yeah, we don't wait next in line time there. You, <laughs> oh, yeah. Next time you come out to our bar, uh, if you're up for a challenge, I've got this special talent where I can finish a 16-ounce pint in under three seconds. <laughs> it's actually He's incredible. not lying. He's, He's not. not it's, lying. I have videos. I have video evidence. It's, uh, it's, it's incredible. So if you're ever up it's for incredible. a challenge, we're there. I yeah, think like I was beer bonging. Ziggy Zaggy, oi, 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 like that. Oh, that's a banger. I was I was beer bonging Twisted Tees at a bachelor bachelorette party in Hawking Hills in a cabin this weekend. And it took me like eight. I'm the worst chugger. It takes me like eight, nine seconds. So I would marvel at you. I would I would kiss your feet. That's incredible. Sounds like a rager in the hills, man. It was fun. I'm still recovering today because I got back yesterday. I'm, I'm never drinking again until next weekend. Or Hell yeah. Or t- we love to tonight, hear it. But- yeah, 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 you know. I'm in the same boat. We did the spit and chicklets uh, party at our bar with uh, Paul Bizonet and Mike Grinelli yesterday. So I'm not drinking again until tomorrow. <laughs> and what a sacrifice you're making, by the way. We thank of you. Of Yeah, I'm liver appreciate it. This next one. <laughs> Good All luck, right. Sir. Before we let you go here, uh, any any social media you want, or any, any websites, anything like that you want anybody to go to? Any any social media you want to plug? Yeah, I mean, if there's any, like, only fans of me, it's not me. If you want fee picks, send me a DM directly. Um, I give you the good stuff. Uh, but honestly, like, Sir Yacht, anywhere, make music, like you said. Like, we're really, make, we're really gearing up to try to have a big 2023 and, like, longer form YouTube videos. And, like, these this docuseries of trying to interview every Cleveland Browns starting quarterback since 1999. Um, I can't wait stuff. to see that. Yeah, appreciate it. So, I mean, like TikTok, Twitter, really anywhere. Um, I, I'm on there and, and putting consistent stuff out. So, looking forward to that and and definitely more um, Columbus Blue Jackets center content for 2023 as well. Beautiful. All right. Hey, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, thanks for swinging by and hanging out with Buck and Boomer and Zach. Uh, anything you got, send it to us. We'll promote it. Anytime you want to come back on, let us know. Dude, we really appreciate it. It's great having yeah, you. Yeah, dude, appreciate you. I'm I'm glad we could uh glad we could get this going. And uh, um yeah, like I said, once you put stuff out, I'll be happy to retweet, share it, and uh try to promote this a little more too. So anytime you guys want me back on, uh 
Be happy to be on. Ah, we love awesome. it, man. We love it. We'll see you in Cleveland in a few weeks, hopefully, huh? Yeah, let me I'm know. Better. I'll have to come down to Columbus too and see you as well. So uh, we'll keep each other. We'll, we'll, we'll stay. We'll stay in touch for sure. But yeah, good luck with everything. Thanks again for having me on. All right, awesome. man. Sounds Thank good. You. Thank you. Like, can you imagine him fighting one of the Pauls, dude? That would be so me, funny. You know, what's funny is when I was in the military, I, I at one point in time, I was like, no, I was a boxer. And then I retired eight and one. And I'm like, man, you know, maybe I should offer to do a charity boxing match. But then I remember this dude's like six five with a reach that's as long as I am tall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, no way. That ain't happening. Yeah, that's that's just asking for trouble there. Uh, all right, so thank thank you again, Sir Yacht, for spending some time with us. And hey, we dropped some bucket and bloomer boom bloomer. Oh my god, bloomer. bucket and boomer exclusives there. We we dropped some news from Sir Yacht. So if you're a big Sir Yacht fan, you'll want to hear that 100. Uh, definitely definitely follow our, our our social media in the future because uh, anything he drops, we're definitely gonna be promoting it for him. And dude is absolutely hilarious. 100%. So moving on here to the week ahead. Uh, we are recording this on a Monday evening. So if you're listening to this on a Monday evening, tomorrow on Tuesday at 7 o'clock, the Columbus Blue Jackets are at the Pittsburgh Tuxedo Chickens. Uh, you haven't, <laughs> birds aren't real. <laughs> I could not agree more. Birds aren't real. Fuck those birds. Uh, if you're listening to this on a Tuesday, it's today. So yeah. Uh, what do you guys think is happening here with this game? What, what, do, you, well, what do you foresee? Honestly, it's the beginning of the mom's trip. So all the moms are here. They're going to go to Pittsburgh and then they're going to go to come back home and be here for Buffalo. So I expect the boys to bring their a game because you cannot put a dud out there in front of mommy. Oh no, of course not. No. I mean, when you, when Boone's mom and line, I think line A's mom's here, right? Is, did I see, uh, oh, fuck, what's her name? I can't remember her name. And then also, uh, um, Oh my God, I'm losing my mind now. Goudreau's mom is here as well. You know, they're all, they have to, that's a hat trick for each of them, I think. Each, there's nine goals, three goals from each of the top line. Yeah, at the same time, score five unanswered like they did on us, I'll be happy. Yeah, at the same time, uh, if it's a hat trick each from the top line, we've also got Elvis coming back in this first game. So that means we're losing 14 to nine. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Ouch. Hey, you know what? I'll say this real quick before we get into the predictions for this. I, I want to talk about Corpy for a second because I, I think Corpy has looked okay. Like he's looked comfortable, but he's still giving up these, all these. He had a really good game against Winnipeg, but everything else around that has been average, if not below average. And he I'm, has one weakness right now, and it's his right pad. He is not getting the right leg down. They're killing him five hole under the right leg. You Okay. That is, that's what it is specifically. Yeah. I mean, there have been some some iffy goals where he's against the pole and there's like a four inch gap above his shoulder and guys are finding it in there. I mean, the, the Andrew cop goal the other night was just phenomenal. There ain't nothing you can do about that, but a lot of his easy ones are going under the right leg pad. He's not getting the leg down. I don't know if it's something recovering from the surgery. That's not quite a hundred percent yet, but that right leg is not getting down fast enough. Yeah, I, so I will go on record here and say because of all of this and, and Tarasov and Elvis coming back and he he's getting the start at Pittsburgh, I think we still have a goaltending issue. I mean, there's the team forward-wise and defensively is competing, I, I think. There hasn't been awful defensive breakdowns in front of the goaltender as much as no, there was defense, before. defense is much improved. But yet we're still giving up this amount of goals a night, and I, I think that we still have a goaltending issue. That's just my opinion, and I'm right. I'm right. always right, so, well, you know. 
here's the interesting thing is one of the things that I've been tracking a lot here lately is the shots on goal. And we seem to be consistently giving up three, four or five goals, whether it's 53 shots or 28 shots or 31 shots or 38 shots or 29 shots, no matter how many shots it is, it's, it's either three, four or five. Yeah, that may, I mean, it correlates for sure. Too many shots on goal uh, leads to that many goals. It's, it is what it is. It correlates. So I, I think maybe it is defensively then. There needs to be not so many shots on goal. But sorry to mean to go off track there. But uh, are you predicting a win then in Pittsburgh? Uh, well, I think we're going to get beat because, you know, it's Pittsburgh and they own us, which means since I think we're going to lose and the way the season's been going, we should probably win 4-2. to two. Zach? Uh, we lost the last game. What six two? Uh, it was yeah. four to two. No, it was six two. They scored five unanswered. Yeah. Uh, Elvis's return, first game back from injury and illness. Um, I think we pieced together the offense a little bit better. I think we score four. I still think we give up six. Fair enough. Six four. I fuck it. I say Blue Jackets win four to three. They. I don't know. I don't know that they've ever scored four goals in PPG Arena ever, but I, they do it this time, four to three. They're going to embrace the mom power. They have to. I think it's going to happen. It, it that's a there's a real energy there when the moms show up. I could I know that for a fact. Oh yeah. There's a the true energy there. And I, mean, I think even, they do. I mean, you look back to when we were all in high school. I mean, and you played sports. When your mom made it to the game, you played better. Oh, one hundred percent. Every single time. We're all mama's boys deep down inside. Absolutely. Uh, next game after that is a back-to-back 7.30 Wednesday night at home. So they go from Pittsburgh back home. Quick trip. Um, do they fly that or do they bust that? They fly that, right? I have no idea. They, they fly, fly everything. Do they? Okay. Uh, uh, if they lose, I would make them take a Greyhound. If they win, <laughs> I would fly them. If they lose, find your own way home. I'm done with it. Figure it out. Take it out of your own paycheck. It's the mom's trip. They're going to have the moms on the plane. You're right. Uh, so 7.30 Wednesday, Buffalo at home. Buffalo has been on a heater. I mean, they've been okay. They're not great, but... They have cooled off. It turns out they're the same Buffalo who starts out on fire every year, and then they have cooled the hell off. Now, they do have a Tage Thompson, though, who is one of the most electric players in the league right now. And Erasmus Dahlin, who's going to be in contention for the Norris this year. Yeah, you've got him. Anderson, who remembered he's 41 years old. <laughs> That's right. The goaltending there is always the issue. It wasn't Jack Eichel. It was the goaltending. Well, I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. Craig Anderson was leading the league with, what, like a 9-4-6 save percentage? It ain't that no more. He no, was yeah, second yeah. behind Linus Allmark. I think Allmark's cooled off, too. But anyways, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Sabre's biggest rival. How do you guys think that game goes? Boomer. Dude, I, I, I just look at history, and this is a game that we should win every time and they always come into our barn and thump us and we're going to be celebrating the victory in pittsburgh and it's going to be a debbie downer and we're probably going to lose five to one and that one's going to be a bullshit goal with two minutes to play zach but it'll be kent johnson um yeah i think kj does score in this one i think he ends up with a goal and an assist i think we end up winning this game three two 
3-2 dub. Uh, I say, yeah, I agree with Boomer. This is the one we should, like, we're going to play a good game in Pittsburgh, and then the next night everybody's going to be like, yeah, we can, like, we should beat Buffalo. And we're it's going to be. Cup. Buffalo it's, ain't stopping us. It's going to be 5-2, to two, a loss. Yeah, yep. I can I can see it coming. Uh, so next night, it's Friday, two nights later, home against the Calgary Flames. Uh, this is the first time. Did we go to Calgary already this season? No, this is the first time the Flames get to see Johnny Hockey and his new threads. Yeah, so the team, um, his old team, uh, will be in Nationwide Arena. This isn't quite the homecoming for him, but he'll get to see a lot of familiar faces. Um, you know, I, I, they familiar faces like Nazim Kadri. Oh yeah, Uyghur, that's and right, Jonathan and Kachuk. Hugo. Oh no, Kachuk went the other way. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. And then again, who would want to go and sit in that YMCA locker room at Calgary? Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, it's crazy bad over there. Uh, I, you know what? I, I see. This is a game where Goudreau has a, his best take. game of the season. Go ahead. One hot take. Johnny Goudreau's first hat trick against his old team in Nationwide Arena scores two goals in the first and one in the third because he only scores at that one end of the arena. We win this thing three to nothing. Johnny Gaudreau with a hat trick. Shut out, huh? Shut out. Who is it, Corpy and Net? Doesn't matter. Johnny Gaudreau is going to play goalie as well. <laughs> we got Savard coming back for one game to block shots play, on his ass. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna quarterback the power play. He's also going to play left wing on the power play. He's going to be the first and third pair defender, and he's going to play goalie, and he's going to score all three goals. Love it. I love it. That's a hot take if I've ever heard one before. Last one's a goalie goal. Yeah, his third <laughs> one's a goalie goal. goal. I love that. <laughs> Zach, what's your prediction for the Flames game? Boomer said 3 nothing. Um, I I do think is going to come out hot for this one. It's just how much he can do. I mean, Calgary hasn't started out hot either. Uh, Huberto hasn't done a whole lot since signing that massive contract there. Uyghur ain't done shit either. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go four-one uh, Columbus, two by Gaudreau, um, another by Johnson, and let's see if Matthews if Matthew Olivier is back for that game, he gets the fourth. Olivier, yeah. Why was what the hell is up with the Olivier yeah, he's scratch? Sick. He's sick. Oh, he's sick. I got gotcha. you. Okay, sick. like like called the arena at four o'clock before the game and said i can't make it there sick yeah that's that's not good especially coming from a guy like that right i mean right. that's yeah uh yeah i say i say calgary uh loses that one in columbus i i was gonna before you did it i knew you already had that in in, in the chamber boomer but i was gonna say johnny goudreau hat trick as well yeah, so I, got I, it out there before you i know it i know it. yeah so i agree with you there i think that he's gonna have that's that would be his first hat trick of his career no, of the season. Of the season. Okay. I thought he had one or two before, but um yeah, I, I could see it happening one hundred percent. And if Line is gonna keep doing what he's what he did last game, then I'm all for it. Not last uh, no, no, not last game. Winnipeg. Winnipeg game. Winnipeg, yeah. Got confused there. So last game he was a ghost of himself. Uh which oh God. I hope this yeah. Anyways, don't want to get into that right now. We don't have uh, enough he time. seems to be good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. So he's gonna be good in Pittsburgh. He's going to be bad against Buffalo. He's going to be good for Calgary. There we go. I love the pattern. Uh, then last game of the week at 6 o'clock on Sunday versus at home. Uh, L.A. Kings are in town. Um, 
I'm probably going to go to this game because of a couple big names on the Kings specifically that I want to watch play, like uh, uh, this Velarde kid, man, that's like just blown up this season. I want to watch him play. On the waiver wire, wasn't he? Oh, I picked his ass up so quick. Yeah, I got him. Both leagues I'm in. You um, beat me to it by seven minutes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, so the LA Kings in town. Uh, I don't know their record. I think they've been doing decent, though, if I'm not wrong there. Uh, they've, um, been, they've been playing really well when uh, Jonathan Quick's in net. Um, but Cal Peterson, their backup, who was supposed to be the guy that's going to take over, got waived. He got sent down. That's great. And I can't believe Quick is still on this kind of pace right now. Like he's I mean, he's playing. LA's sitting at third in the Pacific. They've played twenty seven. They're thirteen, ten, and four with thirty points. Which is crazy because now that I'm looking at uh the stats here on hockey reference, uh Jonathan Quick, um, nineteen games played, he's eight and seven with an eight eighty eight save percentage uh, and three point three goals allowed, and they have thirty points. So that just is a testament to the offense that is happening there. 13 and 10 with that kind of goaltending is is ridiculous. Jonathan Quick's been kind of back and forth night to night. Uh, sometimes he looks like he did in his prime, and other nights it looks like his house nurse took a rest. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because I'll tell you right now, I got one league that I'm in that he's my goalie just because all the goalies went in like the first seven rounds, and I'm not touching goalies that early. Yeah, I don't know. So I ended you. up with uh, – Logan Thompson, which was a good one from Vegas, and I end up Jonathan Quick. And on any given night, he can score me ten and a half points, or he can give away six and a half. That so here's a here's a fun stat on the Kings here that I I have found uh, goals for they have ninety two on the season so far. They're fifth in the league in goals for and goals against they have ninety seven. They're thirtieth yeah, of thirty two. Uh, they're only minus five with as with thirtieth in the league in goals against, which is nuts that is just a true they are the definition of six five five six win or loss i so knowing that i i'm gonna say the kings win this by a lot uh five i'm gonna say five to two i mean they all they do is score goals and all we all we do is can't stop them so that's <laughs> it's kind of i'm gonna go the other way because these six o'clock sunday games have been like patrick line we have a good one we have a bad one we have a good one we have a bad one well Yesterday, we played a 6 o'clock game against Detroit, and it was a bad one. So we're due for a good 6 o'clock Sunday game. So I think we pull this one out like a 4-3 overtime. Fair enough, Booner. Um, we haven't really seen a goalie showdown at all this year. And I think that's what we're going to get with that game. Uh, my guess is 1-0 in overtime Kings. This is where it's great because – Zach either looks like a genius or an idiot. Yeah, one zero against one of the I don't on know a team that. that scored ninety two goals and given up ninety seven. You're going one zero. That's balls. And while it's I'm be a high scoring game, if we're throwing in fun fantasy stats, Kyle would have beat me if he didn't start Georgiev at all. Yeah, it was close. I know. I got. I and I Georgiev is like one of the top goalies in the league in fantasy too, which is crazy. It was like he's 20, he's like top five. Yeah, it's it the scoring close, system in our league. I've ditched all my goalies. All right, I'm ditching the goalies. I know Zach told me to do that, and I'm going to do it now. I've, I've got – I'm doing it. I've had enough evidence. I haven't played a goalie the last two weeks, and those are the only two weeks I've won. And I've had the highest score and the second highest score since I got rid of my goalies. Hell, yeah. I, uh, I, it's competitive, I, at least. I start a goalie every night, but it's Robin Leonard, and he's out all season. So <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, that's actually kind of sad but funny. That's hilarious. 
Uh, all right. Uh, moving on from the week that is to be. Uh, so now it's story time. It's story time. So let me just uh, give this a little context. I didn't go. Um, I should have went. I, I missed out on a very fun night. But I'll let you two talk about it. And I got to go take a piss while you're talking about it. So uh, spit chicklets day at our bar. Go ahead and take it. Yeah, I'll start this off. Uh, our bar opened up at 1130. Um, myself and Mrs. Boomer and Scott Lim were there at 1128. So we, we get in, we get our free shirts, we get our table picked out, and then we just start waiting. More and more people show up little by little, and the crew starts coming around, and then Zach shows up. And, uh, you know, normally I'm a Miller Lite guy, but, you know, we're here for spitting chiclets and the Big Deal Brewing. So what are we going to drink, Zach? We're going to drink Big Deal Brewing, right? Absolutely crush Big Deal Brewing. So, you know, we start out, we're buying our, our Big Deal Brews. And we're drinking and the table's starting to accumulate and, you know, it gets closer and closer. And then finally, four o'clock, Paul Biz Nasty and Mike Grinelli show up and the party is on. I mean, these guys come in. This place is packed. It's asshole to elbow. I mean, at one point it was almost elbow in asshole. That's how many people are at this place. These guys come in and they are absolute rock stars. They just start chucking beers to everybody. Here's a beer. 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 They're drinking with us. They're just partying it up. And we saw the videos from Detroit the night before, and they built this massive beer pyramid, didn't they, Zach? Uh, If that's what you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, it was 22 cans. So... Our table, our crew of about eight or nine, we decide to just start pounding these beers. We're going to build our own pyramid. Won't you walk us through how that happens, Zach? So we start off slow. We talk to our waitress. Uh, she starts bringing us empties. Uh, we're just killing beers left and right, getting handed free ones. And uh, slowly and surely, our tower ends up at a total of 78. 78 cans for you mathematicians that is three cases and an additional six pack a lot of that was uh big thanks to paul bizonet uh once he saw what we had going on he brought over a full case for us and then came back around and started tossing more yeah he brings this case over and he's handing them out at one point we had six unopened beers in front of us and this is the part where we just absolutely start losing track of time because as we're building the pyramid, you just hear Zach hollering another, another. So like me and Zach and intern Braden from the artillery. And I mean, I don't even remember who all was there. We were all just pounding beers, just chugging them, handing Zach the cans. This thing's just getting built and built and built. And we're at 78 cans. Pasha from spitting chiclets has got the camera out. They're putting it on all their social media. They're filming it. Bizonet's in the background. He's already given us two cases of beer, and he's holding a third one. And then what does some asshole do from across the bar? Uh, so that was the first time they came around. Some asshole goes and throws a T-shirt across the bar into our tower and knocks it over. And that would be the Twitter clip of a civilization crumbling. Uh, so, fun fact, that was not the Twitter clip. Uh, the Twitter clip came from the one where we had the almost bent can at the top. Yeah, I don't know. And, we uh, built this pyramid four damn times, and every time we'd get it finished, the motherfucker would fall right back down. 
as soon as I sat that top can on, it stayed for maybe half a second and it all folded. This video is going nuts on spit and chicklets right now. Yeah, dude. I mean, these guys showed up and you want to talk about throwing a party. I mean, if you were there, you know, if you weren't there and you see the clips on social media, it was just as wild as it looks. And then eventually we take this party out on the patio and that's when picture time started and you got your chance to talk to Paul Bizonette and talk to Mike Grinelli and dude, these guys just absolutely had a blast. They love Columbus. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen the the tweet going around from Mike Grinelli straight up says Columbus is a top five NHL market, clean city, great arena. The fan base is well rabid. That's where he is. Rabid fan base. I mean, this is one of the best things that could ever happen to this hockey market. I mean, what, what, what do you think about all the stuff they put out there and did? I just want to say a massive thank you to uh, the two guys that came out, plus their entire crew around them and everything they've done for the city in the past day. Um, I mean, from the point that they showed up to the end of the game and post game, it was nuts. Uh, it's one of the biggest parties we've had at our bar and inside the arena in a while. Yeah, I mean, Paul Bizonette, for those of you that do listen and follow the Chicklets, and you, know, you, you think this guy's a cartoon character and it's an act, this dude's not playing. This is just how crazy he is. He is an absolute animal. I mean, it is phenomenal. What you see is what you get with this guy. I mean, dude, he's out on the patio. He's just fucking lighting up, dude, just smoking away. Doesn't give a shit pounding beers, doing shot. I mean, these guys literally, he put out his uh, post this morning and just talked about how buckled he was, that the R-bar absolutely buckled him. And it's not like that's something we don't experience a couple times a week. Right, exactly. I mean, 41 times a year is we're, we're there, we're doing this. We know exactly how you feel, Paul. Absolutely. But he's one of the most charismatic motherfuckers you'll ever meet. Yeah, and, and he legit, I mean, just legitimately had a great time here. I mean, we all know he's a Coyotes fan because he works for the Coyotes. He's a Toronto fan because he's from the Toronto area. And he's a Calgary fan because him and Whitney have to have their little Battle of Alberta battle. But uh, he straight up came out and said that he's adding a fourth team to the roster, that the CBJ is his new fourth team. Yeah, and I mean, we, we love Biz. We love Grinelli. Uh, we didn't get a chance to meet R.A. He wasn't able to make the trip out uh, and fuck Ryan Whitney. Let's always fuck Ryan Whitney. Yeah, right? Ryan Whitney was still in Jamaica. That's why he didn't make it. Ooh, I'm glad he didn't. Fucking Ryan Whitney. Stay, don't come to Columbus, Ryan Whitney. The, the only bad part about this party is that the boys, you know, this was a three-game road trip they did. They went to Philly, they went to Detroit, and they came to Columbus. And they are literally 0-3 on the road trip. <laughs> I saw that. That's hilarious. Getting that Sir Yacht luck. They're going to get a win on the last week. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, the next stop, I believe, is where are they New going York. next? New York or New Jersey? New York and Newark. It's... Yeah. So you might as well take the away team in both those games, and then they'll end the trip in Boston, which you know they'll get the W on the last game. So if you wanted some betting advice, take the away team the next two Bizonet trips and then take Boston on the very final one. We are expert, expert sports bettors. Take our advice. Yeah, sure you are. Just do the opposite of what CB Jacob tells you. Oh my God! Yeah, jeez. It's been nice. Every his money. He, I, I am convinced he only, he only makes bets to lose them, so he has to do the punishment. And we have to set up a date for you to shave his head. 
We do. I think, we're, yeah, we need to film it too. It's going to be, we'll have to do it in the warehouse at some point, probably in December when we're not as busy in here. But yeah, we'll get it done. And yeah, he, we, got uh, another, we got another Sunday game this week. So we're going to be recording on Monday again. I'm assuming we're going to stream as well. But we get a, get a Sunday where we don't have a game. We'll have to get together, record live, and bring him up and uh, just buzz his head. I'll, I'll shit, Boomer, I'll come down to your house and we'll just do it in your driveway or something. Yeah, we're going to man cave. Yeah, that'll work too. I ain't cutting his hair in my man cave. Be too cold. No, I said record in the man cave. Oh. Shave his head in the driveway. Yeah, 100% he's getting his head shaved outside. <laughs> All right, we'll see. All right. Uh, you guys have anything else about spitting Chicklets Day at our bar? It sounds like um, a great time, and I'm really upset that I missed it. The only thing I can tell you is if you ever have the opportunity to hang out with these guys in the future, man, make arrangements to be there. This was one of the best nights I've ever had at a hockey game. I mean, this was probably the best pregame I've ever had at a hockey game. Damn. We, yeah, we, we got up and rowdy, and it was a great time. Uh, a lot of their videos got all over Twitter. It's doing nothing but helping promote both us and the city of Columbus as a hockey market. So, once again, just a big thank you to the Spit and Chicklets guys. Hell, yeah. All right, love to hear it. Thanks, guys. Uh, I think that we're done here. Um, thanks so much for listening tonight, Low Boomers. Uh, we're brought to you by the Artillery Podcast and High Bank Distillery. Uh, highbankcode.com for more info. Also, shoptheartillery.com. Uh, any Christmas gift needs, get them from shoptheartillery.com. You guys got anything else before we get out of your night? Peace, love, and hockey. Let's let's uh, first clear the. There seems to be an assumption over what this is about. Like, there's going to be some big announcement. You want to clarify why we're uh, why we're all gathered no, here? I'm this just morning? available for you guys, yeah. so you guys can ask me questions. I can answer them. I think that's. I would start there, and you guys can go ahead if you want to. Is uh, let's just go with an update and how you're feeling and, and what your status is. I feel okay. Obviously, I sustained a concussion in in Finland, and uh, you know, after talking to too many people and many doctors, you know, uh, we came to the conclusion that as of right now, I'm not capable of, uh, you know, coming back, or I won't be coming back anytime soon. Obviously, I'm going to make my best efforts to, to to try to do that, uh, but uh, it might be a long process, and uh, you know, as of now, you know, I don't see myself playing in the near future. But like I say, I do everything in my power to try to get back on the ice, but. Uh, you know, like I said, I had uh, a lot of head injuries in the past, and uh, that's something um, you know I gotta think about and be smart about, and uh, that's where I stand right now. Yeah. What What are you able to do right now, Jake? If anything, well, I am capable of living normal life yeah. off the ice, which is important. Obviously, you know, I have still some symptoms from the concussion and concussions in the past, and uh, and uh, you know, I would like to keep those symptoms to myself and. Uh, and uh, go from there but uh, you know it's uh, I see some rumors that I'm you know you know in a tough spot or something you know I would say it's not a great feeling to have a concussion but uh, it's uh, it's not as bad as it sounds on the internet over the last few days. Do you have any possibility or thinking of coming back this season and playing? No it's very slim.